Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to Legend Rouge Cycling Podcast. We have Basque Country. A lot of people, including you, put your hand up. I can see you. Put your hand up. Did you know this race was starting today with defending Tour de France champion Jonas Vingegaard and a whole host of other top GC riders. I'll put my hand up. I didn't really know until I knew it was coming, but I was like, <laughs> the day after the Flanders? Hold on, Jonas Vingegaard is starting tomorrow? Anyway, we have Danny Martinez here, David Godou, Enric Mas, Soler, etc. We'll do a little bit of a GC discussion at the end because this stage was the easiest of the six we might see this week, particularly the way they raced it. 165Ks from Vittoria Gasteiz to La Bastida. It finished with, like, as a rule, I'm pretty sure, correct me if I'm wrong, Benji, the origin stories of LRCP. <laughs> ba- the Basque Country is where the fake news climb originated from, right? I actually don't remember where it started. It's probably in one of these races, though. Either it's Catalonia or Basque Country, but Basque Country seems like the race no, with more fake news climbs in its history. Because Walter 2000 and so forth is not fake news, eh? No. So, yeah. Or it could be the south of Spain. Those, like, goat tracks in Welta? Andalusia. It probably was Welta 2020. But was it could Basque have been in the Basque Country. Yeah. True. Correct. Anyway, this is the land we are in. You look <laughs> at the average gradients of the profiles, and they're a lie. They're fraudulent. And, for example, this stage, the finish, is technically flat but there's like a 200 meter seven percent section in the last k it's up and down there's an intermediate sprint at the end of an 800 meter 6.7 percent uh pinch in la guardia about 21 k's from the finish the gc riders would probably want to go for that but yeah this finish as spanish finishes go not very technical like it is at the end a little bit twisty but yeah. the run-in is a Big straight, I'm going to say highway by European standards with a bit of headwind. So, if Hater here, this was definitely one that he should have a decent chance for. Yes, for certain. Now, we know when it comes to Hater, positioning is a thing that has been an issue in the past. Would this work out on this finish? And the fact is also that he's working against riders that are not necessarily pure sprinters anyway. He's riding against... And Aramburu, for example, at Movistar, legendary rider, but on paper, he's worse than Hater on a finish like this. I, as, a, as an Aramburu span, I can say that, for really? example. Yes. Needs to be harder. I've, or Hater's just better. I think Hater should on paper be better based on last year, but so far this year, Hater hasn't been that impressive either. Let that be clear. Disagree? Okay. Um, yeah, I think you're right. I think if this finish was preceded by one lane goat track descents in the wet, then <laughs> yeah, you'd be a bit more confident that Aaron Baru might win the stage. Uh, but anyway, we had the typical breakaway. I 
who was in there, Benji? <laughs> Man, come on. You you, you cannot forget <laughs> our legendary a far, gang. A farmer breakaway. This, a farmer breakaway? The Spanish Avengers <laughs> came together. How dare you disrespect the, the myth, the man, the legend, Rodriguez. I don't know which it was. Wh who was Rodriguez? Was it Christian I or Carlos? I called this guy Rodriguez and he's gone from beating Carlos Rodriguez in Andalusia last year to getting into TV time breakaways <laughs> on Arkea. So I think that's one we have to chalk up that I lost that um, little debate. So yeah, Christian Rodriguez on Arkea, been largely anonymous for them. Uh, I think this is... That's not true. It's okay, Oman. But yeah, he's in the break. Not going for GC here, obviously. And who else was here? Uh, Jon Barinechea, something like that. I think, John, you, you are... Jesus Christ, I need Spanish class. Barinechea, yeah, he's Basque. Yeah. Cienex, it's Basque. And Ruiz. Okay. So, three riders from Spanish pro teams, and then we've got a rider from a French protein but a spanish rider so we well, can categorize them in the same right. whoa oh okay i got promoted i know they're not right. very good Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> they're not very good and they're probably going to get relegated but for now um you're not wrong, world not wrong. <laughs> anyway you're they're not in the right like a welter team <laughs> eganito controlling ineos here got a lot of firepower and they got egan bernal castro viejo Plap, Rivera, Ethan Hater, Freyla, and Martinez. That is a very, very good team. Probably the strongest overall team in the race. And actually, definitely the strongest overall team in the race. And Bernal was on controlling duties as mm -hmm. well as Rivera. They were going to save Plap for the highway run-in. I think that's a pretty good idea with yep. Castro Viejo. Um, and so they were confident in Hater, Benji. And I was like, it is a big vote of confidence because if you look at Danny Martinez in this race last year, he was capable of winning this sort of stage and he could win this sort of stage. Yes, but he had a different goal. There's a section in this stage where there's an intermediate sprint on a hill with roughly 22 kilometers to go, roughly. And I feel like Daniel Felipe Martinez had his eyes on that, just like a few other GC riders there because we saw them speed up. I was like... Why are these riders speeding up on my small screen in the background? And I was like, oh shit, the intermediate sprint's happening. And then I got the small screen onto the big screen. I watched the intermediate sprint. And Yumbo was one of the teams that really pushed forward in the final stretch towards that intermediate sprint. And we would expect a sprint between the likes of uh, McNulty, Soler, Vingegaard, Martinez, and so forth. So the riders you'd expect to sprint for this. Who would you expect to win that sprint? Because you just said Martinez, Martinez won last year, right? In yeah. Proper sprints, at least. I'd expect Martinez to win it. Um, he didn't win by acres to Vingegaard. And yep. I think this intermediate sprint was pretty indicative of who the three GC favourites probably will be in this race. Now, I do love Enric Mas, but if Marc Soler is carrying the shape he had at uh, Catalunya, now I know it's shorter climbs here, but he's a real GC threat. And I can't wait to see how he goes here uh free from adam yates and almeida he can let let the man fly i'm a bird what was the movie with mark Wahlberg and will ferrell i'm a butterfly you gotta let me be free i'm yeah. a cultured man let's celeb i mean <laughs> benji 
the cop movie with Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell isn't the pinnacle of uh, Holy Couture, but um, <laughs> anyway. So Les here, he, took, he takes one second, Jonas two seconds, he's here for business. And the, the real one is Martinez, because when I saw them pacing for Hater, I thought, like, Martinez might not just be on, but then he take, goes to the intermediate, he's here for business, he's here for yep. GC. The team's kind of gone under the radar a little bit. He literally won the race last year, so, and the course suits him more than Vingegaard, I would say. Anyway, he wins that, breaks court. We go, before then, we go into the run into this finish. Ineos do an absolutely perfect job. As I said, it's a long, straight highway, pretty much. There are sections where there's a right-hand crosswind, right-to-left crosswind. Ineos are on the left side of the road. They get perfect shelter. You see Bora at the back. They getting cooked because Ida Schelling, I try to pronounce it, I can't do it. Ida Schelling, he could win the stage <laughs> based on Catalonia. He and DSM were on the right too, and maybe they have. I don't know. I know Cummings here. I don't know if Artech is here. Their Basque mm-hmm. coach, but Ineos, perfect position on the highway. Yeah. Now another team that was involved in the in the setup for the final uh, for the final sprint was Quickstep, who moved forward with like four or five riders, and Cavagna was one of the riders that immediately tries to close down a a major thermal biblical <laughs> attack. By don't don't misuse that word. That's two in two days. <laughs> okay. Put some respect on that word. Uh, I'm lying, okay. It was just an attack on, on the left side, and in all honesty, when he went, I was like, he's not even going much faster than the first rider in the peloton. So <laughs> this was like, this was a really, really, really not so great attack. It's also straight up in the headwind, or like the cross headwind at that point, and he then moves to the right of the road to like get a bit of separation, but Cavagna's like training, as in riding like a train at the front of the peloton to crawl him back slowly but surely. And what I found intriguing looking at the quick step setup here, because they're now at the front of the peloton, right into the last 2.4 kilometers. Cavagna's in the lead. We've got a second rider in there, but then rider three and four, you've got Bajoli ahead of Schmidt. In the past, I would have expected Bajoli to be the last rider there, but it looks like they trust and have confidence in Schmidt for these sprints as well, right? I think so. Bajoli's just not... It might have been Dries Stevenens, that other rider, but Bajoli's really not delivered much since... Stagnated. Canada last year, and Schmidt was probably a bit better there too. So it makes sense. Does Schmidt have the bigger overall kick? Probably. Um, but yeah, they closed Ineos off. Ineos were plap. Castrovia had done a good job before. Uh, Freyler, Hater, and then Martinez. So Martinez was on the back of the train, but he wasn't going to contest the sprint. In fact, he probably was going to lose wheels so that Hater then had a free back wheel. And after Cavagna finishes his pull, we have 1K to go. It kind of, I'm thinking, where are Movistar? They have Serrano and Aaron Baru, two mm-hmm. Spanish riders, both very punchy, both can win this stage. In fact, Serrano beat. Hater in an Andalusian very similar uphill finish in 2021, which is quite a while ago. And then he <laughs> sold a bike, I think, fraudulently last year. But, you know, he has the chance to actually win. Or, and who's going to lead out who? Are we going to have the same Movistar situation we've had this year with Aaron Baru? I don't know if it's his fault. I don't know if it's the team's fault. Where Garcia Cortina, Aaron Baru, and Serrano are, are pretty similar. 
Yep. And none of them are world beaters in a sprint. No offense, Benji. But they just sort of let them, they think, okay, if both go for it, the sum will be greater. No, the result will be greater than the sum of the parts. So it's like, no, Ineos did it perfectly. Brayla launches it, gets separation from Hater's back wheel just about. Bagioli does a full gas effort just to close his back wheel on the steep part going into this. Now it gets narrower in the right-hand bend, and Movistar haven't used a rider to move up. Bora gone. No one moves Shelling up. Movistar haven't used anyone to move him up. And then... Well, sim- Hater literally can't lose from this position. The only yep. way, Benji, was when... I think Frailer, as it leveled off, I think he was done. But because there was no one doing another lead out, it just, nothing happened. And then 100 meters to go, Hater on the, it goes downhill a little bit. Five pedal strokes, race over. So hats off to Ineos. Um, and I guess Frailer, my MVP of the day. Yeah, for certain. Frailer did a perfect lead out for Brief and Hater there. Even Hater was in the right position going into this final stretch had no issues with positioning from what i could tell throughout the stage so that's nice to see as well and when it comes to movistar and quick step behind the scenes quick step does that sprint with mauro schmidt and he actually gets a solid result of second i i think that quick step can be happy with that position yes uh but but i think they might look at the finish and the way it played out and say if we were in a better position with 200 meters to go we might have gotten more out of this the fact that frale came above us in that final stretch that's what lost us the race mostly Obviously, even Hater Sprint is okay, but it didn't look world-beating either at this finish line. So if someone's in a better position, he might actually get beaten on this finish. And the thing with Movistar as well is they have, I think, first Serrano moves like past Aramburu, and then Aramburu past, moves past Serrano in the final section. But like you say, there's no selected leader at Movistar when it comes to a stage like this because their levels are so similar, like you mentioned. And the question then is, why do you keep doing it if it continuously fails? <laughs> like They always get 4th and 6th or 4th and 4th or today 4th and 8th, for example. And in my personal opinion, if one of them rides for the other, which it's hard to ask if they're not much worse or worse than the other, if they're just on a similar level. But the team needs to make a decision, in my opinion, to go for one of those riders. And that will give more of a chance of actually coming out with a first position instead of a third and an eighth spot, in my opinion. Exactly, yeah. And it's not like GC, we like, okay, keep two guys in GC in the first few mountain stages. It might mean we don't, we, we don't win that stage, but we can use their GC position as a weapon later on. That logic doesn't apply for stage wins. You get one shot at winning the stage, you should, whether the other guy comes eighth or 50th, as if he can, like, where did Frailer come? Who cares? <laughs> you know, yeah. Frailer came 15th. What does it matter? He sacrificed himself for Hater to win the stage. And you got to be honest, if you were Danny Martinez, couldn't you be like, I'm just as quick? If you're Omar Frailer, he just won a stage in Andalusia when yeah. UAE fucked up, when Poggy was too strong for Covey. Frailer could win the stage too. And the way Hater's been riding... He might say, hey, are you serious? I'm Basque. I just won in Andalusia. But the team culture or whoever's in the car or the teammates and Ineos, they sacrificed for each other and they got the win today. And listen, probably Hader is better anyway. Yeah, but on paper. But we're just talking to give yourself a better chance. 
Exactly, completely agree. And it's also props to Hater for delivering after this performance by Freyla as well, because if he doesn't deliver that extra doubt that would come into that team performance and in the, into that team circle, that might lead to Martinez being a selected rider for a finish like this in the future. So it's good that even Hater won this, but I do hope he can step up again because he was on a better level, in my opinion, in, in a previous year. And like, for example, the, the year where he was fighting Wout Finard and Silthov on that, on that steep hill in the Tour of Britain, that's, right that's big hater for me. Big, big hater. Big hater. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so I want to see him on that level again. I don't know if it's because he's trying to like convert to a bit of a different rider, but I don't see that so far. Not in the way he's been racing certain races. So I've got a feeling it's just the same type of rider, but slightly worse this year. And I hope that he can step that up. He won a World Tour race now, but I wouldn't say that this is the most prestigious World Tour sprint he's won in his life, even though, well, I, I, I don't know. Kind of is. <laughs> well, that says more about the other races than about this one. No his offense. best wins the prologue against Dennis and Thomas. Exactly. The other sprint win was also against Aberastery. So right now I feel like Ethan Hatcher is the guy that can win Roman these sprints. And I want to see him win versatile sprints in the Vuelta. Yeah, I mean, I think he should target breaks like Magnus Core. He clearly, like he today suited him, the non-technical run-in mm -hmm. means you can move up position easier because he still has the on the climbs at the back, whatever, been over it a thousand times. But surely being in the break like Magnus Court style, because Magnus Court doesn't win bunch sprints. Magnus Court doesn't do well in one-day races. No one's really like, ah, the Magnus Court positioning, it's a real problem. Like maybe <laughs> Magnus Court also just doesn't like the hustle and bustle too much. Mm -hmm. Maybe not to the same extent. And so he's, he targets breakaways. I think they're a similar profile of rider, quite good at climbing, good sprint, good TT, uh, and probably prefer to ride in a smaller group. So Vuelta breaks or wherever, I think it might be. But yeah, like last year he was in the Vuelta and they had that uphill finish. Remember that Pedersen came second and Roglic won. He was there, yep. but he wasn't really competitive. I think that's what you mean. He sort of took a step back. Anyway, big win today. Um, goes into the leader's jersey. Ineos will be happy and We'll be hoping this sets them off on the right foot this week. Uh, tomorrow's stage from Vienna to Leitza, 195 kilometers long. Again, up and down. The climbs are not that hard, though. The hardest one is Saldias. Let me have a look. 2.3Ks. Yeah. 9%. First K, 11.5%, 11%. So that's pretty difficult. And there's an intermediate sprint in the valley afterwards about... 18Ks after, then they do an 11K 3% climb. It's not a fake news climb, it's just a shallow climb. Yeah. Then there's a descent. I really... That's a big ring climb. Who's here? Shouldn't Hayter win this stage again? Depends on how hard the hills before will be ridden, but I don't expect them to be ridden very hard. No. Especially. So I'm also looking at a situation where Hater might be able to survive. But then again, his climbing has not been on the craziest level this year. So maybe if he steps up from his previous race when it comes to his climbing again, then I do believe Hater can compete here. But it also wouldn't shock me if a Solar Attack comes. Because Solar Attack's everywhere. So it's <laughs> always a good bet to say Solar will attack. 
<laughs> this is a dangerous finish. Like, why mm -hmm. are they doing a descent finish? And there's not gonna, it's not going to be that thinned out beforehand, I don't think. And it's also like, it's such a false flat climb, like you say. We're talking about 3.7% uh, for the first kilometer. Second kilometer is 2.7%, then a one of 4.6. It's not like the there's a deep section to flat. attack. Agreed. So if Hater gets over these like rougher hills, Saldias and so forth, if like nobody hard paces it and so forth, then I do truly believe that Hater has a chance on this finish. But you have to so, be first 10 wheels at the top of the climb. But if you're, if you're in Yos, you see the situation that you have today. You look at the final, for example. Quickstep was there with a lot of riders. Will Quickstep be with four riders on this, on this final climb? Would it be possible to have a reverse lead out with Freyla in the descent? Because he's a demon descender. Or Cavania attacks on the climb, depending on wind direction. Like big ring climb, aerodynamic. Cavania's climbing really well this season. Yeah. But his descending is no good. So that yeah, kind so. of scuppers my argument. Freyla should just mark him at that point. <laughs> yeah, Freyla can win. You're right. Great descent. I don't know how technical the descent is. If I'm Ineos... I'll back him again after he won today. I'd put Castro Viejo and Plap on this climb. Yeah. Set a really hard pace. Hate a fifth wheel. Helps Martinez too. And that's going to be a really hard pace to attack. Oh, Frailer can mark people attacking because you have to enter the descent in good position because you're not going to make up. If the Peloton's 100 deep and you're 70th wheel, 5K descent into the finish. You can't, it's going to be so hard to make up positions. If you're a competition and you saw that Hater was dropping relatively early in the last few weeks on some climbs, would you say we can make this Aldias climb Oh yeah, you smash because, that. Like a quick step, for example, Schmidt was great on Jabal Hafid, but that's like a different kind of climb, eh? So... Nah, he should be good on this. He should be good, but on Saldias and so forth, I also expect it to be short enough that he can compete and get over that and be better than Hafer on that specific climb, for example. Movistar, will they put riders in the basket of Aramburu and Serrano, knowing that they can't even select a leader between the two for the finish anyway? Like, because Mars will want riders to protect him, but it's not necessarily that necessary to have five riders ahead of him on this stage. So I think they can afford to, to try and play with both Aramburu and with, with Serrano, but either they have to do a lead out or a reverse lead out with those two riders. Yeah, I think that's the place if you want to disrupt Ineos that you really launch it and it comes after two climbs of varying, um, you know, they, they got some steep parts straight before. There's also the intermediate sprint to contend with in the valley below. So, yeah, if I was Bora Hansgrohe, if I was Groupama FDJ and depending on how Aaron Baru is climbing, Movistar, um, even Zambonini, frankly, on Bahrain, I would probably pace that climb full gas just to, and quick step's probably the one as well that you said, yeah. Maybe we're missing it. Maybe it's the break that wins this stage. Um, did you miss? Bil I don't think so. Did you miss Bilbao? Because like he was 69th in this stage, which is still in the same peloton because 122 people are in the same peloton group at the finish line. But I kind of felt like. Maybe it was too uphill for the sprint, but at least I expected him to compete for the sprint. No, never. That's, that's, the, tra that's the Bilbao trap, Benji. Nah. I fell into the Bilbao trap. Bilbao has never as well. done anything uphill in his Schelling life. Schelling trap. 
also happened. Yeah. Roman Grigoire <laughs> trap also happened. I was already Bil hyping him up. Bilbao will win a group of three flat sprint, like in TDU, and you yeah. think, okay, so he can sprint, and also he's 62 kilos. <laughs> so then at the end of a 3K 6% climb, he should be able to sprint, right? Or Jabal Jace. For some reason, he can't. And he just, that's the profile rider he's. But descent finishes, like a Tour of the Alps, like a descent finishes, I think you do have to mention Bilbao. So maybe we see a Basque or Spanish lightning raid at the top of this climb. That's another way to put Ineos, Ineos under pressure. And also Bahrain like to sit second wheel on climbs and then just over the crest, attack uh, with Caruso, with on Carpeña Caruso again when he then crashed for <laughs> Landa. So, yeah, could be a decent stage, but probably will be all decided in the final. The other stages, like stage three, is much harder. That is a Muro circuit. And then stage six doesn't have the traditional uh, Arate finish because Raul reliably informs me there's a shooting competition, but they still do the climb or something like an hour earlier. So I don't know what's going on there. Anyway, it's still hard if you look at it. This is the chaos stage that um, Aaron Baru launched Roglic to GC victory against Pogacar in, in 2021 Basque Country with innumerable steep climbs like the Crabble Inn, which is 5Ks, 10% with 14% ramp. So that's going to be like a cracker. It. You like this one? I like it a lot because it still has the Azurki and Gorla climbs, which were the initial ones that spice things up. And the Gorla Descend is the one... I'm pretty sure the Gorla Descent is the one where we saw people launch with Aramburu, with Roglic, no? Towards the Krabbelin, where might have been the Azurki already, one of the two. Anyway, we mm. see that the Krabbelin is once again the very steep one. And after that, it's like the Izua is a secondary launching point, which I'm kind of scared of. Because like, on one end, I like there being a secondary launching point to get rid of the people that are with you. But on the other end, that might cause people to say... I will wait. We'll wait until the Izua because the final is so hard that we can launch as well there. Or do you think they'll go hard from the first place anyway? Satellite rider uh, heaven, eh? This I thing. think Krabbelin, it opens up always, yep. right? Has to open up. Yeah, uh, there or also, earlier even. Yeah, so it should be a good one, but it, it depends on GC position. Yep. Uh, the other stages are all like just more. <laughs> they're all very they're difficult to describe. There's another descent stage on Stage four that Mark Soler will target. Um, but yeah, I love the Basque Country. It'll be a great race. As we said, uh, Vingegaard is Yumbo's leader. Godu is Group Harmer's leader after he beat Vingegaard and Paris-Nice. I would say this is a really good parkour for David Godu, given his shape um, and punch. I was actually... Yeah, I thought Pache would do a little bit better today. Um, Both. To be honest. I even yeah. think that Godu could have sprinted yeah, at the end, but I think too. positioning was the issue for that team because they're yeah, really the not bonies. in a position where they were near the front. Agreed. Bonis as well, not competed for that. Anyway, there's plenty of stuff that can happen in the next few stages. It's not decided at all. And I would say that we're definitely going to see Godu up there if he still has the form wit that he had at Barony. So the likes of Vingago will be up there, Godu and so forth. But Skelmoza, Soler. Yep. Here she's back after his injury. McNulty's here with Formolino. I swear Formolino's done every race. The two Basques, Lander and Bilbao, they will ride for themselves, not for each other. I can assure you of that. Simone Felipe Yates for Jaco. I think he's won the overall here. Before have I made that up? Um, I think I made it up. But EF come with all their 
probably top paid riders just about Chavez, Uran, Carapaz. Uh, so there, Chavito was good in Catalonia. Carapaz is improving. He was good in this finish. I'm looking through. Buchmann might show something. Probably not. Any other GC guys? Sedgkiel Moza. I think you said most of them, to be honest. I don't recall any other name than the ones you've mentioned. And the likes of Bernal is also riding as a domestique, so we shouldn't name him in that category anyway. So Martinez is their guy, and they should have the confidence after last year that he can compete, although his season so far was not on the level that I maybe hoped for in terms of, like, if you look at his Pyrenees, that wasn't on the necessary level. Elgarve was good, though, but it's incomparable, I would say, towards... Uh, towards the likes of a, a level raise of Pyrenees and a level raise of Basque Country. But let's be honest, Jumbo was here last year with Vingegaard and Roglic and, and bottled it. Obviously, Roglic had his knee injury because I swear this was the race last year where we saw him rub his knee and then two days later he came out that he had an injury, right? He launched Krabbelin, he like self-sabotaged on Krabbelin, I think, and yeah. that destroyed Remco um, last year. So we'll see how Vingegaard doesn't have the strongest team. Uh, Dennis Hofstede, Lame Riser, Omen, Walter, Kreisler. Dennis? Oh, Dennis. Oh, I thought you called him Dennis Hofstede as, as, as like his first name, Dennis. I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Dennis was good in positioning Vingegaard today. Walter, uh, we'll see how he goes. He's been good in Torino and Gran Camino and yeah. Strada. And it's punchy here. So, yeah, I'll be interested to see. And Vingegaard's never won a one-week world tour race. So that's also something he probably wants to tick off. The only other thing I wanted... To... Sorry, go on. Who wins? Oh, the overall, Danny Martinez. Yeah. Danny Martinez? Yeah. Okay. I had... Oh, God. Who did I have again? I'm going to give it to you in a few seconds. I had as winner for this race. I need to open my text where oh, I, I got to mention said... Rui Kosha, too. I can't count him out after winning Valenciana GC. <laughs> I had Mars winning this, but... It's also not the parkour I'm 100% confident in it. No, it's not good for him or Vingegaard, is it? Nah, it's not perfect, but I trust in Enrico. I think the only thing I want to end on is uh, Orlu Orluis Aula, the Venezuelan on Caja. I think this was his first ever World Tour stage race stage. If I'm, I haven't looked at every result he's ever done, but I think it is. And he gained fifth. Top five. Hold on. So, good on him. He's won a million stages at 2.2 level. Wasn't he on... Wasn't he in Italia last year? Yeah, look. Correct. I was he came fifth I was on stage. him up. <laughs> came fifth Every on stage single... two. So, it's his second fifth at Basque Country. <laughs> um, I was hyping him up every single time because, well, one year, I think it was 2019, where he, like, won five stage in the row of the World Cyclista of Venezuela and like he was one of the most winning riders in that year next to Grunewagen so completely like overhyped because there were races in Southern America against people that probably do other things next to riding a bike <laughs> Jesus it was yeah. uh, ruthless that year anyway that's I just thought it was nice he came he actually came fifth on the stage tomorrow that they didn't reverse from Viana to Leitzer or maybe they do it again uh, my pick for tomorrow is Quinton Hermans I think he gets it done from the sprint. And uh, anything else you want to add, Benji, that you've been doing after a sleepy stage? Let people know. That I've been doing? Yeah. What have I been doing? I'm watching Here TV shows recently. In Belgium, as in podcast Physically stuff. Physically right or, now. Physically right I'm, now. I'm sitting in a chair 
And I've been cycling. If you uh, watch on YouTube, if you're listening on podcast players, there's a bike behind me. Two, two bikes, bikes, actually. And I've, I've done my first two rides outside. And the first one was in Flannery Aweather. So loads of wind, loads of rain. Worst day to go outside of the year, most likely. But I survived and I endured. And I feel like a true Flannery ride right now. See, I can't even talk anymore. But um, today it was sunny and I had a longer ride and I survived. And that was great. And uh, the coming days, I want to ride a, a cobble hill. You should do it. Paterberg or something. Arbequarmont. <laughs> Four minutes. You want to kill me? <laughs> Is that the hard one? I don't really know my class. What have I been doing? Snowed again yesterday. It's so cold. So with the wind chill, it's like minus two again, but it's sunny, so I'm going to go around with Toby. That's all from us. We'll see you for a stage two recap tomorrow. Should be a little group sprint. Till then, ciao.